This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on this beautiful Tuesday, April 14th. Amazing. We're almost halfway through April already. We're going to get into the book of Acts here in a minute. You'll read Acts chapter 10. Uh, we want to welcome you into the program. Uh, Morning Breath is a drive-time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. What we do is read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time with the Lord and in the chapter, and then we read it on the air and talk about uh, whatever uh, God speaks to us in the chapter. And we're so glad uh, you've taken time out of your busy day to join us, especially in the world we live in right now. One of the things I've noticed, Pastor Christian's here with me today. Welcome, Pastor Christian. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Happy hey, to be here. Uh, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, I thought I'd answer for you. Nick didn't say anything. How are you doing today, Nick? Say something with your thumb. Yay. Okay. He's doing good too. You know, one of the things I've noticed in this season when things have really changed and there's a lot of different things going on in our world today with the whole COVID-19 social distancing and, you know, pandemic, all the stuff that's going on is it seems to me some of scripture is more precious to me. Some of the scripture I might've read over because I read it so many times mm-hmm. that it was maybe a bit common, a bit uh, taken for granted. Now doesn't hit me that way at all. Yeah. It's like, ooh. This was written for today. Yeah, this was written for my day today and <laughs> yeah. our world today, which yeah. is so much different than our world was two months ago or yeah. even six weeks ago. And uh, I guess we're about a month into this, aren't we? Mm-hmm. What is it? April 4th. No, we're about six weeks. Six weeks. Yep. Yeah. Thinking about the last six weeks and how much has changed. I I think back to, it would have been, you know, just a month ago that we were going to be going to Puerto Rico on a missions trip. And we had, you know, 25 people all scheduled to go and flights booked and everything ready to go. And, you know, the whole world changed and we needed to make adjustments as all of our lives have changed. And I've tried to make, I've talked to my student, my kids and to the students of TNT and say, this is significant that things will not be the same in the way that we used to know our world, you know, prior to this. There's a lot of good that's going to come out of this through technology and connection and relationships, but certain things are going to feel different as we look at it. But I love that the Word of God is timeless, and that's what's so cool. Yeah, is that's that, really You good know, thing. it's the same yesterday, today, and forever, but we read it, and it's like, my goodness, how did Paul, under the inspiration of Holy Spirit, write this close to 2,000 years ago? And it'd be so perfect for me today, right yep. now. It's like it's like he wrote it last week. And the reason is, and we, you guys all know this out there, but the reason is, is that hunger is still hunger. Fear is still fear. Yeah. Love is still love. You know, God is still God. Jesus is still the Savior of the world. All those things apply to our lives. It's just that sometimes we don't, don't feel the need for the things of God as much as other times. And mm-hmm. right now everybody's feeling the need. Pressing in a little bit more. Yeah, feeling the need. Anyway, so if you want to get involved, uh, you can uh, go to eccc.us and log on there. Go to our app. It's probably the easiest way is get our app. And, uh, and I think we did have a, a couple problems with our app last week. I hope it's working right now. Uh, or you can uh, check us out on a podcast or any anything you like to do. Go to our YouTube page. You can see our current and past sermons. We have online services this weekend again. We just got done with Easter. It was awesome. It was incredible. Yep. And uh, we got online services this weekend. I believe we got 8, 9, 30, 11, and 12, 30 are available. And then 5, 30 on Saturday as well. So those are all up and going. 
And uh, if you want any other information, pa- Facebook page would be a good way of doing it. Absolutely. The website and the Facebook page. And we actually yeah. do a daily broadcast on the Facebook page at noon where we do praise and worship, some prayer, and just a real quick message. Yeah. That's another daily way to be inspired in addition to morning breath. And we're trying to give you a lot of touch points and ways to be able to just, yeah, you know, we need more hope in our world. We need more encouragement. We need more word and more praise. And so it's just a great way to to be inspired with what God is doing. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, let's uh, get started. We've got a pretty beefy chapter. Yeah. We're in Acts chapter 10. I'm going to read from the New King James. What are you reading from? I'm going to be reading out of the NLT, the New Living Translation. I'm going to actually read through verse uh, 23. I'm okay. going to give you a one extra verse, but there's a nice little break there. Yeah, nice, perfect. And so uh, I'm going to, yeah, New King James here. Let's do it. All right, I must say unto you, read, sir. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what is called the Italian Regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? He said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon a tanner, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So when he had explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he'd become very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven open and an object like like a great sheet bound at the four corners, descending to him and let down to the earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I've never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the, the second time, What God has cleansed you must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven again. Now while Peter wondered within himself what this vision which he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made an inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said, Yes, I am he who you seek. For what reason have you come? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, a just man, one who fears God, and has a good reputation among all the nation of the Jews, was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear words from you. Then he invited them in and lodged them. On the next day, Peter went away with them, and some brethren from Joppa accompanied him. They arrived in Caesarea on the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them, and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter pulled him up and said, Stand up, I'm a human being just like you. So they talked together and went inside where many others were assembled. 
Peter told them, You know it's against our law for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you, but God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius replied, Four days ago, I was praying in my house about the same time, three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard, and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He's staying in the home of Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. So I sent for you at once, and it was good for you to come. Now we are all here waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of the baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles witnessed all that he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the Gentile, not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes on him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, Can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterwards, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. Amen. Interesting. Man, this chapter is so full of just things were sparking in my head as you were reading it. Yeah, it's really... One of the things I want to look at, uh, verse 37, can you get back to that portion around there? Absolutely. How does verse 37 read in the NLT? So verse 37 says, you know what happened throughout... Okay, hold it right there. You know what happened throughout all Judea. And then verse 38. And you know that God anointed Jesus. And you know. I thought it was interesting. Mine has, you know, one time. That had it three times, if I counted correctly. Uh... This isn't the first time these people heard about Jesus. Wow. They had heard about Jesus yeah. and the things, sort of his accomplishments. But now they've got an eyewitness standing there in front of them, yeah. talking to him about it. And maybe, you know, maybe because, I mean, because this guy had a lot going for him. Cornelius was, a, I mean, listen to this. He's a devout man, one who feared yeah. God uh, with all his household and others, all his houses fearing God, gave alms generously, prayed to God always. I wow. mean, that's a pretty long list of pretty, wow, dude. I wish all the Christians in the world did, did I, that. I wish I, I did that I all know. the time. You He's know what I mean? Done. 
But he's getting it done. He's devout. He fears God. He gives alms. He prays. But the truth is, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. You know, good works are not enough. You know, praying's not enough. You know, giving to the poor is not enough. Uh, you know, fearing God is not enough. Uh, you got to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so that was the part that was missing in his life. And and even though he knew about Jesus, he didn't know he needed to receive him as Lord of his life. Yeah. And, uh, it was a mind thing and not a heart thing so much. Yeah, and yeah. maybe it was in, the, in that sense as well. But uh, it wasn't the first time they heard, and he needed more than just doing good works mm-hmm. to, be, to be part of the family of God. And then I love that God, this is the, Peter is used incredibly. Peter preaches the gospel first to the Jews on the day of Pentecost. He preaches it to the Samaritans. He comes down and shares with them and they receive the Holy Spirit. And then he preaches to the Gentiles. Peter is, is really the door opener uh, for all different sort of areas. And this is almost 10 years after the resurrection. Yeah. And that's always surprising to me. The time frame. When I yeah. think about that, well, why did it take him so long? Jesus said way back in Acts 1a, go in all the world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, God may be ready, but our old habits die slow. Wow. And uh, it took, took the Jews 10 years to get to the Gentiles. And, uh, you know, did God use all that timing? I'm sure he did. But it still uh, was one of those things where, you know, in Acts 1.8, he said, go into all the world, preach the gospel yeah. to every creature. And he had to give Peter a vision of creatures, uh, you know, coming down in a, in a, in a big sheet yeah. and Picnic. saying, Peter, rise, kill and eat. And I still don't know what to think about that in mm-hmm. some respects because Peter said, not so, Lord, I've never eaten anything common or unclean. What well, doesn't say um, that some of the, these were all unclean animals. It says all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. It was legal to eat a lot of the birds. It I'm was sorry. eagle to eat a, eagle. It was legal. wasn't legal to eat an eagle. No, no eagles. Yeah, it, it was legal to eat a lot of animals. Yeah. You know, just certain animals, certain, you know, cloven hoof animals and such, they couldn't eat. For their protection, you know, a yeah. lot of times. Yeah, but yeah well, that's, that's what some people say. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to get into something yeah. real controversial, but Acts 2, excuse me, uh, Colossians 2 tells us that dietary laws were symbolic. Okay. Now, I don't know if that means they were completely symbolic with no physical benefit. I think there is some truth to the physical benefit of what we eat and what we don't eat. Yep. Um, But I think that's been overblown a little bit. Yeah. When God's main purpose, yeah, there's a lot of books on when God's main purpose was the, was it was a symbolic picture yeah. of how to be clean from sin, mm-hmm. not clean from pork or yeah. other things. Yeah. No offense, yeah. I'm not. I don't eat a lot of pork. I, mm-hmm. you know, I get me, I get it, uh, but I eat a lot of deer, and they have a cloven hoof, mm-hmm. and uh, even cows do. To some degree. So yeah. I'm not sure on that. Yeah, I'd have to think about that one a little bit more. Yeah. You know, um, what that is, but certainly symbolic. And there are those out there that study the Bible smarter than me that believe the dietary laws were all the way symbolic mm-hmm. and it wasn't really a health thing. But that's hard for me to argue because when you read the book of Deuteronomy, got that whole book. You know, when you go through Leviticus, Leviticus, you know, Deuteronomy and, and that area, 
God is really teaching a nation how to live in the wild and stay safe. Yeah. Take your trash outside the camp, burn yeah. it, go yeah. to the bathroom outside the camp. You know, there were a lot of things that were simple hygiene things yeah, very that kept them alive. Because you and I have been in third world countries where oh, yeah. the hy- hygiene's messed up. Oh, yeah. And they're... Water source and Yeah, they're going to the bathroom here and they're showering there yeah. and they're washing their clothes there and they're getting their drinking water there and it's all connected. Yeah. And that's a terribly difficult way to live. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there you go. I'll shut up. Yeah, so I had <laughs> I had highlighted verse 38, which I'm going to get to in a second because it definitely jumped out. And I, I put a little emphasis on it because it does stick out to me. But before that, when you were sharing, I love this, as you were saying it was almost 10 years later from when, you know, Peter preached on Pentecost until this happens. And it's so easy for us, especially as a new believer, to read the book of Acts. And you'll hear, we're still in the book of Acts today, which we are. We're the Acts of the Apostles. But you see this from chapter to chapter and think, God, why aren't you doing it yet? And you'll easily skip over the fact that Paul spent eight years in Arabia getting ready before he really, you know, set off into his ministry. And there's a time frame. We see, hey, Paul was let down from the basket in Damascus. And then you think, boom, right into ministry, you know, and you don't realize the the time frame that takes place is they finally later, and I don't want to spoil it, but they're like, hey, why don't we pray for this guy, Paul and Barnabas, and anoint them, you know, in the next chapter 11? Like, this is years and years later of him fighting the good fight of faith yes. and and grinding and doing that. And so don't be discouraged out there if it hasn't happened as fast as you want. It's okay if you feel like you're waiting, even maybe being stuck good. at home right Real now good. in this time frame. Is God's timing is perfect. But you look at Jesus and Joseph and Paul and Moses and Abraham and David and all of the great people in the Bible that we admire— and we know that it doesn't happen overnight. It's okay for you to have roots that grow down deep to let God really do something in you before he'll do it through you. Don't be so anxious. Wow, that's a good word because, you know, there it's hard. I mean, the older I get, I guess uh, it becomes a little bit easier to wait. Uh, when you're younger, you think things will never happen. Oh, yeah. Um, and then when you're older, you think, oh, my gosh, is that going to happen again? Yeah. But... Um, it, it's, it's a great word to, to wait on God uh, in some respects. Now, we're not waiting on God in the sense of him to move because I actually think God's always ready. Yeah. What I think we're waiting on sometimes is like Pastor Christian just said, God's getting my heart right. Mm-hmm. God's working on my heart. See, the first thing, God wanted to do a miracle in the Gentiles, but the first thing he needed to do was work a miracle in Peter. Yeah. So he has Peter naturally hungry, and then he teaches him a spiritual lesson based on a natural need he had in his life, and he and he comes to him to talk to him about there's no longer a distinction between Jew and Gentile. And this is super important because this comes out later, and I don't want to be a spoiler. You always spoil it, by I the know, way. Every sorry. time you come like on, you talk about the future. <laughs> but uh, even further in the future, chapter 15 or so, when uh, Peter's in trouble to, for going to him and they're trying to figure out how do we reach the Gentiles, yeah. basically those in, in Jerusalem were saying they have to become Jews mm-hmm. to be, become Christians. And that's where the distinction is. You can be a Jew— and be a Christian, you can be a Gentile and be a Christian. And that's the real distinction God's trying to get out here. 
he's actually saying no distinction anymore. Mm-hmm. Forget about, forget about yeah. it. Don't, don't think that way anymore. And he actually says to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And listen to what Peter says. Not so, Lord. Okay, I just want to say, <laughs> I think you're getting it, aren't you? Yeah. It's like, no and Lord are not, not yeah. the same sentence. I don't think so, God. No, it's <laughs> not, no, Jesus. See, if Jesus is Lord. Sounds like you, when Jesus rebuked him, say, get behind me, Satan, same yeah, guy. <laughs> yeah, same guy. It's like, wait a minute, dude. I can't, I cannot, you cannot, Christian cannot, even Nick sitting over here running the board, you cannot say no and Lord in the same sentence. You can say no all you want, and you can call him Lord all you want. But when you say no, Lord, you're not understanding. I'm not understanding what Lord actually means. Lord means in charge. Mm -hmm. So when the person in charge in your life says, like if you were, you know, eight and, and your dad said empty the trash, you would go, no, dad, you wouldn't do that. It's just not, that's, not unless you're really having a bad day, because mm-hmm. it's going to get worse. Oh, yeah. I would if you were my kid get worse for you. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't go over. Dad? No, Dad? No, I'm sorry, son. That's mm-hmm. not the way it works. You know, let me introduce you to yeah. whatever. Mr. Paddle. Yeah. I know this is going out online, but who cares? Um, the, the truth here is no and Lord don't go together. But what God needed to do, to go back to your point, Pastor Christian, is God needed to change Peter yeah. before he'd even leave and go with Gentiles. Yep. Then he stayed with them. Mm-hmm. He lodged with them. And one of the complaints in chapter 11, again, not to spoil Spoiler it, alert. is they accuse him, you ate with Gentiles. Oh, how dare you? So what is what's he doing now? He's breaking dietary laws. He's breaking, you know, uh, community, social, yeah. social laws. I mean, it's he is, Peter had to go over the, over the edge, out of, into darkness. Yeah. I mean, some some Jews felt so strongly about Gentiles, they called them dogs. They're unclean. Different race. They're unclean. That is really, even if you were kind to Gentiles, you still couldn't get around because they were unclean. Mm -hmm. They would pollute you. Can you imagine having a mindset? I mean, there are some people in the world I'm not super fond of. I'm just going to admit it. If you're like a radical jihadist, yeah. I'm not really that fond of you. You yeah. know, I think you're, you know, does that mean I don't love you and want to win your soul? No, I do. But, you know, I'm, I'd still like, uh, Maybe keep Lord, a distance. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, Lord, help me here. This <laughs> is hard for me. But Jew and Gentile, the wall was really high. Oh, yeah. And God tore down. racism. He tore, <laughs> yeah. exactly. He tore down the middle wall of partition. Yeah. And that means there's no lines, there's no distinction. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the phrases that he uses here in verse 20. Arise, therefore go down, go with them, doubting nothing, but the words actually means making no distinction. And then your translation brings it out in the next chapter. I hate to say that, but since we've brought up the next chapter four times now. Yeah, it does a good job. (laughs) There was something that I thought about when we talked about that time frame too, is I heard this and it was really powerful, is when you do feel like you're waiting and it feels like a long time, rather than praying for promotion or whatever that next thing is, rather pray for promotability. Allow God to do that work in your heart, and maybe you can um, short 
you know, not to shortchange some of that time frame, but if it's something that's in your heart, you can let God do that in you and you may get there sooner. As I think about being a 20 year old man on fire for God, wanting to travel the world and preach the gospel. And I was not ready. You know, I, it was dangerous to think about giving a young kid the keys to the car at that point, that it could have been dangerous for me and for others too. But knowing that Letting God do that work in you is a big part. And when you read the Bible through that perspective, it helps you to understand the time frame and what he's doing. And even in this time, if you're feeling like, am I ever going to get out of the house? Guys, it's yeah. it's four weeks. It's six weeks. God's got yeah, you. Yeah. Use this time to grow deep. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, The Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Morning Breath. So, Pastor Christian, read uh, verse 38 from the NLT. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Man, that's so close to what the New King James, really no, no difference in what was said there. So here's some things I learned about that verse right off the bat. And my theology is very simple. And I know that for some it is too simple, but not for me. So here we understand that good equals God, 
bad equals devil. Yeah. I mean, who Jesus went about doing good. Uh, so good is God. That's what Jesus did. Yeah. Devil bad. Uh, um, and that people healing is from God and sickness, oppression is from the devil. Yeah. And that's where I live. And I know there are even people, I mean, that disagree with me right now. There are some people yelling about, you know, COVID-19 is the judgment of God and, and all that stuff. And I would just, I would just submit to those out there that believe that could be the case, that if you look at God's judgment in the Bible, it is never partial. It is always complete. Yeah. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at, look at the earth when, when the floods hit. Look at Jesus on the cross yeah. who took your judgment for you so that oh, God wow. would never have to judge us again. Yeah. Uh, I just don't believe all that. What I do believe is God's good, devil's bad, and Jesus came to break his power and to heal the sick. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.